Welcome to the HR Like a Boss podcast. I'm your host, John Bernadovich. Thank you so much for listening. Please consider liking, commenting, subscribing, and sharing with a friend. I've embarked on a journey to get to know amazingly awesome HR and business professionals with the hope to find out what it takes to do HR like a boss. On today's show, I'm so excited to be joined by Willery's Marketing Director and all thing HR like a boss advocate, Bridget Klein. Bridget's been a great friend of mine and a colleague for the last seven plus years, and I cannot wait to continue the special series we're doing on the HR Like a Boss podcast where we're showcasing the great talent that we have on the Willery team. So Bridget, welcome to the show. Thank you, John. I'm super excited to be here. And I'm so glad to have you. What a, what a great, great time that we've had putting all these podcasts together and presentations and your help in writing the book and supporting me with all that. We would not be here without you. So a big thank you. And to all those that are listening, if you have a chance to connect with Bridget on LinkedIn or any other social media platform, please do so. She's hugely influential on all things HR Like a Boss. That, that being said, Bridget, for those that do not know you or you're not connected with on social media, would you mind just taking a minute to tell them a little bit about yourself and what you're working on these days? All right. Well, as John mentioned, I am Willery's Director of Marketing. So that, that encompasses a lot. It has I have a lot of really great, fun projects, but ultimately kind of the steward of Willery's re reputation, ensuring that people have a great experience when they work with Willery. Uh, before that, I worked at a regional art museum in the communication department, assisting with promotion of exhibitions, editor of the quarterly magazine, social media, etc. cetera. Uh, previous to that, probably no surprise to anyone who has talked to me for any extended amount of time, I did work for Starbucks. I am a huge coffee person. I actually didn't drink coffee at that time, but do now in basically pots at a time. And my background is uh, in how people come to and use social media specifically. So why do people go to social media? What is the purpose of doing that? And what do they get out of it? Um, and I joined Willery. I, I think back to that uh, interview I had, John, with you at Panera. And you said, well, why Willery? And it was the culture, um, which was apparent through the website. And then also the fact that I believe HR has so much potential. Perfect job, perfect opportunity. We were so lucky and fortunate to hire you. I know you and I talk about that interview a lot and uh, three words to describe yourself and then three words for your, your closest friend or manager to do the same. I know you and I reminisce on that a lot and I'm super excited to have you on the show and showcase your many talents. And for those that don't know you, hopefully they get a chance to connect. Absolutely. And I pretty sure one of my words was enthusiasm which that's one of our core values and i know you get a five-star rating on that rating on that all the time <laughs> from our our colleagues and team members so that's awesome yes well bridget i start all of our guests out and you you know this obviously already you've you've been a uh, a behind the scenes producer for the hr like a boss podcast since its inception and i know you inspired me to uh, not only do the show but also uh, create the structure around it where we start and end the podcast with the same question. We're going to keep after that. And I, I know you know what the question is, so I'm, I'm sure you've been prepared to think about this. How would you describe the purpose of human resources? I would describe the purpose as human resources as the conduit. 
It is the position that sits between the organization as a whole and the employees as individuals. Obviously, I do not have an HR background. The majority of my HR experience is with Willery, what I've kind of learned throughout osmosis there. And I wanted to join Willery because of the HR perspective. I hadn't really experienced a strong HR department, one that advocated for employees, but also had all of their ducks in a row when it came to the policies and the procedures, et cetera, for the organization. And so for HR professionals to kind of sit in that middle zone, they are both employee and spokesperson for the organization. And so the purpose is really to get those two entities align. Yeah, such an interesting perspective from a marketing pro, which I know a lot of times HR aligns with marketing on communications and employee employee related matters. And I think it's really cool that you ran toward that career opportunity. Luckily, we showcased at that time a, a an okay culture, which I know over the last seven years since you've been with us, we've made that even better and appreciate you being such a strong advocate for that. And I cannot, I cannot agree with you more. It's, there's a way, a, a best way to connect your employees with your organization. We obviously believe as a result of HR Like a Boss, it's about aligning top talent with a purpose-driven company, and you can get amazingly awesome things accomplished. And super, super curious, I know you've had a chance to listen to a lot of the other answers, so I was so, so interested to hear what you had to say, and I love that word, conduit. Now, for those that don't know Bridget, and I know I've already kind of pumped this up a little bit at the beginning of the podcast, she's probably the number one reason, well, she is the number one reason why I wrote the book, HR Like a Boss, and why we have the HR Like a Boss podcast. And so for those of you that are curious about how that came to be, Bridget, please share your, your side of that story. All right. Well, I think ultimately my role in Willery is to be the organization's support, um, support people in the goals that they want to achieve. And so that started at, in 2018 when you were putting together the presentation on HR Like a Boss. It was, I think, early on in 2018, untitled. And I think when we discussed it, we were like, that's it. Because the idea is that it kind of plays on two levels. It plays on the idea that HR should have some level of leadership, but also on the idea of the do things incredibly well, or as we've been using the uh, the uh, definition, amazingly awesome. And so HR has so much potential. And I know working through that presentation, putting together the facts and figures, it just kind of opened both of our eyes to how important elevating HR out of this super tactical policy only perspective and moving it towards seat at the table, strategic alignment uh, was important. And then it just resonated with people. Um, maybe early on that was because I would show up to the presentations in an elephant costume. Yes. Um, <laughs> which I am terrified of elephants, but I think that helped get over some of that fear when you force yourself into a situation way outside your comfort zone. Um, and I just remember sitting outside Newark, ready to make my grand entrance, and you could just feel the excitement in people. So it resonated. And then obviously with the pandemic happening, and we've been kind of talking about other ways to expand your approach to sharing the message. And I think the pandemic really 
allow people time to um, sit with their goals. I know that's, you know, I think you started saying, I'm just going to write one sentence at a time and just, it, there was another idea brewing and then just HR like a boss kept getting these requests for virtual presentations. And then there was a pivot um, to it. And I think it resonates with people for the first and the last question, very specifically, what is the purpose of HR and how do you do it better essentially? Um, and so from there, I think it was natural to some degree for a podcast um, because it was a little bit easier to record with everyone on Zoom, everyone was comfortable, but we knew that we had kind of hit on something exciting when guests refer other guests and when people connect in different ways, um, unlike some of the other kind of more traditional HR policy-driven content. Yeah, no, thanks so much for sharing that behind the scenes. I know the very first presentation I did on HR Like a Boss was intended to be at NORC, but we did a dry run, I'll call it a dry run, to a, a bunch of students at Kent State, about 150 students, uh, thanks to a colleague and friend of mine from Kent State, Go Flashes. But it was really cool to give that, sli that slide deck presentation. But I think back to it, Bridget, I think there were probably 110 slides in like a 30-minute presentation. It was very visual oriented. For those of you that maybe have participated in a presentation or mine or two, uh, all, all the beautiful slides and the visuals are thanks to Bridget. I try to give her as much praise and credit when it comes to that as possible. And she said something in there that I thought will give a little insight to. I don't know if I've made this known publicly, but the book that I was originally writing was called You Got It All Wrong. And then it changed to I Got It All Wrong. And then I remember Bridget one day saying, hey, what do you think about instead of writing that book if you wrote HR Like a Boss? And I was like, sure. And away <laughs> we went from there, which was really, really cool. And I, I so appreciate your enthusiasm and your willingness to do anything, which dressing up in an elephant outfit to get the point across about the elephant in the room, which is I hate HR, this idea that a lot of individuals not in HR don't like the function of human resources. I know this was recently discussed at a, a regional conference that one of our colleagues attended. And I'm so curious, Bridget, to get your thought on like, why is that that, that non-HR people dislike human resources and what can HR do to potentially change that thought process? Again, I'm coming from an outside perspective. I think number one, there is an obvious reputation issue in HR as policy police, as people who don't allow the fun, as people who punish. And it's hard because part of HR currently is policy. How do you create policy, but also engage with people? And I think that's at the crux of why people hate it. They don't understand HR and they don't see how HR can and should be a benefit to them. I think we understand that not all HR is good HR. Um, there are definitely HR or HR departments out there that are only for the organization. They're the ones, you know, why people say don't go to HR when you have this issue, they're only gonna punish, they're only going to retaliate, which again, is not exactly um, what HR should be doing. So I think it's, analyzing what people think about HR, what's going on with it. That's, you know, one of the great things about the presentation is people get to share 
why they think people hate HR. And then it's saying, okay, this is your perception of HR right now. How can we connect and collaborate to change that perception? Um, so obviously there's a rebrand. I mean, I know there's the trend of people operations. There's all these different terms and people will default to calling it HR. And we just honestly need to make sure that HR is for both organization and people. Yeah, one of the reasons why I, I asked Bridget or we collaborated for her to uh, shock the NORC crowd with the uh, elephant outfit is that I was concerned when I brought the slide up that I hate HR, that everyone would leave. It was the end of the session, end of the, end of the, the, the actual last presentation at NORC. And I thought maybe we needed some levity, but as soon as I asked that question, I cannot tell you how many hands raised and how many stories were told. There were a few tears shed in that, that room. And it was a powerful 15 minutes to change my life. And we could have kept talking about that for the whole presentation, but I'm not sure that we, they would all gotten their certification credit, which I know many of them were there for. I know a lot of you probably have things you're thinking of right now as an HR practitioner, and you can answer that question uh, pretty clearly. My main suggestion that I have, having talked to hundreds, if not thousands of HR professionals, is how can you move the needle? How are we going to move the needle to make it better, more impactful? We are not discounting the importance of compliance and policies, procedures, structure, accountability, and HR. That is a necessary table stake. But we got to find a way to get not only the seat at the table, but how do we run the executive leadership team? How do we be a mentor to the organization? How do we ultimately get the chance to be promoted to be the CEO or own the business? Let's think about those things in that way. Getting that seat at the table is just not enough. And I think HR needs to look at a way that they can transform their business. And again, like I said, move the needle to do things that really truly make an impact on the employees, on the organization and in the community. That being said, and that was a mouthful, I'm gonna take a deep breath because I'm really passionate about it if you can't tell. And I love this topic of HR and taking it to another level. I'm curious, Bridget, from a marketing professional's perspective, I know you do a lot of research to make sure our blogs and our content that we have at Willery are on point to trends and things that are going on in the marketplace. Tell me about something that you've seen that's impacting our clients or our candidates from a marketing perspective that's influencing human resources and business? Ultimately, I think the biggest differentiator about the future of HR and the past of HR is technology. We've talked about the investment being made in technology. And I think it's really ultimately technology helps the table stakes and then allows people to move the needle forward as you were talking about. And so. Obviously, when we talk about technology, we talk about a repository for information. We talk about a place to help with accountability and performance reviews and et cetera, but it's also an opportunity to create automation. Um, AI and automation are just world changing for organizations. It allows you to do more faster and with the right people in the right seats. Yeah, no, I'm all about that. You know how passionate I am about technology and HR tech. And 
super, super excited for the fact that uh, we're getting that idea out there. And I, we talk to companies all the time who are just struggling with the use of their systems or the, the fact that they're looking to stabilize it. Not, not only that, let's find a way to optimize it and really transform your organization through HR tech because we need it. We have so many things that we have to do every single day. We need that supported resource and that technology partner to do that. Well, speaking of a partner, how, how could I not have an HR Like a Boss podcast with our marketing director? And, and I almost forgot to do the plug for our sponsor, which, oh my gosh, would that have been <laughs> terrible? So thank you to our sponsor who is near and dear to my heart. And I know Bridget's as well. Willery has supported the formation and continues to provide resources that are needed to put on this podcast. Willery's purpose is to empower people and is focused on supporting mid-sized companies with their direct hire search and temporary staffing services, along with a unique client-side HR technology consulting practice. If you're struggling to find talent in your HR department, or you're not getting a return on your investment for your HR tech, please visit willery.com to learn more. Did I do okay, Bridget? Yes, yes. Okay, all right, awesome. You know, I, I think we talk about what has changed a little bit in Willery over the last few years. Obviously, HR like a boss, it's really codified how important I think purpose-driven organizations are to you. We started it as part of our scaling up journey. And the idea of Empower People being much more than simply a statement on our website has been incredibly impactful to me. Um, it helps me guide decisions. Like if I don't feel comfortable making this decision, what do I need to be comfortable in the future to make this decision? It tells me that as an organization, Willery trusts me to be at the forefront of conversations that impact HR and not just say, oh, that's going to blow over. No, really true empowerment comes from trust. Yeah, no, and I, I, I'll say it publicly. I trust you implicitly. I appreciate your support. I know we've talked through some very sensitive topics as far as how we present things out in the marketplace, and you have my full support. I hope, I hope you know that, and, and now everybody else does that's ever listened or will is, is listening to or will listen to the podcast. That being said, I thought it was kind of ironic, right? I'm, I'm here reading the pitch about Willery and the next question I was gonna ask was around giving and receiving feedback. And I asked you, how did I do? Because that's kind of part of our culture at Willery is to hold people accountable, to improve, to get better, to not stay stagnant. Complacency is not a word we wanna use ever. And so I'm just curious if you have a suggestion looking at your career, and, and wondering like, how, how could I have been better or done things differently on giving and receiving feedback? I don't know where between everything, if it was early on at Willery, late at the museum, in between, I realized that feedback is a gift and that can sound so cliche, but really people give you feedback and they give you emotionally intelligent feedback when they care about what you're doing. If they are not giving you feedback, it's likely because they don't care if you're getting better or they don't trust you. Um, and on the reverse of that, giving feedback is so important to develop people, to collaborate, to build trust. Um, you know, I used to think that feedback was an attack 
um, that I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't worthy of whatever place or position I was in. But ultimately, I believe that everyone I work with has the best of intentions and their feedback is an opportunity for me to develop and grow. Mm, no, that was profound. Yeah, people care. It's a, it's a huge thing. If you really think about it in your life, like who are the people that really care in your family, in your friendships, in your, in your teammates, your employee colleagues, the people you report to, your direct reports, whatever that might be, just, just, just take, a, take a test on that and say, who really cares? And, you, and you'll find the people that'll be there for you when, when times are great and when times are not great. Uh, that, that is really interesting to, to kind of consider. It's been a really import, important part of my maturity over the last few years uh, for, for uh, all the things that have been going on in the world. Like many of you, you kind of contemplate and reflect on that. And, and being around people who care is, is a huge part of what I aspire to and, and, and look to do. So, all right, Bridget, you know the drill. The podcast is called HR Like a Boss, the impending published book, which we hope to get you a date soon to all the listeners out there and fans of HR Like a Boss. Tell me how you would describe someone that does HR Like a Boss. All right. So I've kind of tried to weave it in so it's not a shock to anyone. I believe someone who does HR Like a Boss has respect. They are someone who the employees, again, can trust are feel engaged, they look to them as a leader. Um, and then the organization, again, respects when HR comes to the CEO or other leadership with an idea to improve the organization. And so someone who has respect, someone who is able to deliver feedback um, in a emotionally intelligent way, someone who is able to kind of combat the stigma of HR. Um, and it's all based on this idea of trust and respect. Yeah, no, that's stellar. Way to go, Bridget. That was awesome. Super proud of you. Thank you for your passion and concern and care for me and for the firm and for this topic of HR Like a Boss. I know as we amplify this out into the community, you are going to be one of the main parts of that. And I cannot tell you how much I appreciate that. And for those of you that are listening, if you have a moment, again, connect with Bridget on LinkedIn or on social media. She's going to advocate for us in the HR community. We need more enthusiastic people like Bridget to help support and love us as we persevere and endure all that's going on in HR. That being said, I always end every show with a quick recap of things that you said that were really cool. And the list is long, so bear with me. First off, you used the word conduit. That was HR's connection between the employees and the business. It's all about elevating the concept of human resources and being more strategic, getting greater alignment, being more clear and concise and communicating, making sure that the organization has a purpose and the vision is clear so everyone can align to that. It's, it's, so, it's so critical. Technology is paramount. That's an inside joke if you want to know what that means. In your, in your connection with, with Bridget, make sure you check that out. And feedback is a gift. I love that. I, I, heard, I heard a moment, um, I, I heard something not too long ago, the Browns new place kicker, someone from Louisiana said, pressure is a privilege. Feedback is a gift. I think that's awesome. And, and find people in your life that care. And last but not least, as, a, as someone that does HR like a boss, they have to have respect. They have to earn that respect. And I think at some points, 
it's something that really can elevate the HR function to be able to make a difference in an organization. Bridget, outstanding job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the HR Like a Boss podcast. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving a rating or review, or better yet, subscribe and share with a friend. This is our final episode of this season. I want to say a very big thank you to our guest, and we really appreciate our listeners for making the HR Like a Boss podcast what it is. We'll see everyone in the fall when our new season starts, and until next time, let's continue to aspire to do amazingly awesome HR.